Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Are Born for This podcast with Father John Ricardo. That's me, Father John. I'm the executive director at Acts 29, where we talk about anything and everything having to do with transformation in the church. I'm here, as always, with uh, my dear sister, partner on mission, Mary Guilfoyle. Mary, almost happy Lent and uh, somber days that we're living in, aren't they? Yeah, it is. With as happy as I am uh, to be here with you in our studio today, I think we both come to this conversation with a heaviness of heart. Yeah, so that leads right immediately to the topic, which is... Yeah, mobilizing for mission for the people of Ukraine and Russia for Lent. Well, that should give us plenty to talk about. This is obviously the thing that I imagine is on pretty much everybody's mind right now. So why don't we pray and then we'll uh, try to share what's on our hearts today and hopefully it will do just what we uh, are uh, intending. It will mobilize us for mission in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Father, we thank you for the extraordinary gift uh, that is access to you for the simple and incredible truth that wherever we are, uh, you allow us to come into your courts. You who are the creator of the universe, who are Lord and sovereign and King. And so we come before you right now on behalf of the world, which is wailing in a particular way with the situation in Ukraine and its surrounding regions, the people of Russia, all the leaders of the world. Lord, we ask that you would remind us that we're not powerless in these days for there is nothing mightier than prayer. And so we ask that you would hear our humble and feeble prayers on behalf of what's taking place right now over there and that you would do what only you can and change hearts. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. I mean, I almost want to say, do we really even need to talk about what we should be doing for the season of Lent, which is about to begin on Wednesday? And and yet, you know, you and I were talking beforehand. We we obviously have to say something. And, you know, a couple of thoughts maybe just to contextualize this. Uh, You and I and Albert and Nick and Rick, our whole team, you know, wherever we are, I think we increasingly try to point people to our full name as a ministry, which is Acts 29, mobilizing for mission. You know, that's really the output that we're trying to uh, trying to generate, right? And right. everything that we do is to move people right. mission. You, you preach the gospel so people are overwhelmed and can surrender to Jesus Christ in order to be mobilized to go out and put your hands to the plow that, that Jesus has entrusted yeah, as and, his and mission. That just seems so apropos mm-hmm. for what we want to talk about right now. I mean, the, the intent of this episode is really to mobilize people, right? And and maybe to, to just put our minds on things that we can do. And it, it called to mind, uh, just as we were sitting down here, I, I happened to hear a, a bit of an interview this past week on Ave Maria Radio with Al Cresta and Peggy Stanton. Oh, right, and right. I know you know them both pretty well. Al's on our board. Peggy's a dear friend. And Peggy, used, Peggy was the first female, um, I think, Washington, D.C., correspondent on ABC News. She I, was, I, I, yeah. I think. And anyway, so she the, the interview had to do with various stories down through the years where prayer led to really significant um, events either happening or not happening over the last 20, 30 years. And Peggy was just recounting some of those. And Al at one point said, you know, so often the refrain that we hear from people, and I'm sure this is how many of us feel right now is, 
good grief. Like, what can I do given all that's happening over there? Like, I'm not a head of state. I'm not a governor. I'm, I'm not a senator. I'm, I'm not a soldier. I'm not a general. What can I do? And the answer to that is a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> and, and so oftentimes we think, well, that's so outside my sphere of influence. Maybe the Lord is just asking me, what does he want me to do in my home, my neighborhood, my parish, my school, whatever it might be, my workplace. But I would argue because of prayer, right? That is within our sphere of influence. Yeah. So this, th- just to make that even more mm-hmm. explicit, like what can I do about the situation in Ukraine and Russia? I can do plenty so much more than I can imagine because I can pray and prayer moves mountains. mountains. And that's not just a line in the scriptures. That's a reality, right? So, so Lent's coming. Obviously we all know this. It's Wednesday. It's a time of prayer. It's a time of fasting. It's a time of almsgiving. And again, we were talking uh, just before we sat down, that passage in first Timothy two verses one and two came immediately to mind as we were talking about uh, this episode where Paul says, first of all, that first of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. Every time I read that, I'm convicted by I don't think I pray for heads of state. Enough. I forget that. I know I don't pray yeah. for heads of state anywhere near enough. I complain about heads of state yeah, a I can, lot. I'm very critical too, I confess, right? You know, and so again, right now, like I, I, I pray that we're all just deeply um, moved by the spirit to go, I think we're supposed to be on our knees much more deliberately, intentionally every day praying for, you know, President Putin, praying for President Biden, praying for all the leaders of nations, praying for the leaders in in Ukraine, um, because that's what God wants us to be doing. First of all, I urge that supplications, prayers, and intercessions Mm -hmm. be made for them, huh? Again, primacy of prayer and who should be the focus of our prayers, right? Yeah. And, you know, so you and I have been having a lot of conversations lately, uh, and Albert too, uh, in a particular way, the three of us, just about, um, there are two, you know, we talk a lot about what is, what's the mission of the disciple. And we talk about agents of recreation and transformation, transformation recreation, right. But there's two that we've, we've written about lately. And we started to talk about more that the Lord's really brought front and center that, that really seem to be uh, appropriate right now with Lent starting and with the situation going on over there and their, their prayer and suffering. And by prayer, we don't just mean like, Hey, if I'm a disciple, I should pray a lot. Like, of course, that's a given. We mean intercessory prayer, right? And I I think it came across, um, we were listening to a talk from N.T. Wright, where he he used the expression, you know, we as disciples should be in agonizing prayer on behalf of the world. And it reminded me of uh, Abbot Jeremy Driscoll, who's, uh, you know, a, a dear mentor of mine and you know, and uh, we're doing some work with uh, Mount Angel mm-hmm. Abbey, maybe in the seminary over there. And he said once in a mission that he was given to a, to a parish, you know, it's the priest's work. And, and he's talking here about the baptized priesthood, right? All of us are priests by, by being baptized. It's the priest's work to stand in front of God on behalf of others. And so immediately, like, this, this is something that we just want to, we don't want to take for granted. We want to be overwhelmed anew by the fact that 
We have you know, access. Like, yeah, you can go talk to God right now. You yeah. can't. You can't call the president right now. I mean, that's that that, that that's one of the many one of many fruits results of 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 the passion of Jesus Christ is that we have access that we can stand before God's throne of grace on behalf of our brothers and sisters near and far and plead on their behalf. Right. That's exceptional. Right. And and I love that you, you were just saying this. What was the line you used about when we're on our knees, we can. Oh, a wise woman. I read this not too long ago. She said, um, we can go anywhere on our knees. So if we're on our knees, we can be in Ukraine. Yeah. Amen. If we're on our knees, we can be in Russia. Right. We can go anywhere on our knees. Right. That's just so, it's, it's just, that blew me away. Yeah. So the, right? the, so the first exhortation as we prepare to enter into Lent is let's make sure, right, that we are regularly doing just that, getting on our knees in agonizing prayer, pounding on the sacred heart of Jesus mm. on behalf of what's going on over there. And let's do it with confidence and trust because again, prayer moves mountains, right? So let's pray for uh, the people over there, the victims of the war, the soldiers, the leaders, that God would do what only he can do because God's desire is not for war. We know that, right? That's right. It's never part of his desire. So that's that's the that's the first mission that we've increasingly been talking about. And the second one is suffering, right? So if there's a more confusing passage in the scriptures than what Paul says in Colossians 1, where he says, you know, I fill up in my own flesh what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church. Like, I don't know what's more confusing than that. What in the world is quote unquote lacking in the sufferings of Jesus? Like, is, is Paul saying like, oh, it's insufficient. If, if only you could have held out for like another 20 minutes, it all would have been done. You know, like, of course not. That's not what Paul's saying. And I, I don't remember who I first heard say this, but the, the only thing lacking is our participation in it, right? That's right. And and I know you, you you've told me in my own life a set of years ago and and we and it applies to all of us. Um, don't waste your suffering. And, yeah. and and you may not be suffering now, um, but there will be a season of suffering. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not if you suffer, it's when you suffer. And then the next question is how will you use that suffering right. for the kingdom of God? Right. So I'm I'm thinking right now, so there are some of those who are listening who are, you know, recovering from surgery, they're going through cancer uh, therapies, um, they're 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 suffering with depression. They they are unintentionally suffering. And for those of you who are unintentionally suffering, um, don't waste it. Right. Use it. Well. Unite it to the cross of Jesus. Just like Paul says, look at that passage, Colossians 1, and say, Lord, I offer this to you. I unite this to your cross for the conversion of world leaders, for those who are in danger right now, for the people of Ukraine, for the people of Russia. Share the story, Father John, that you shared when we were in Iowa last week um, when Mother Teresa is caring for Ah, yeah, so uh, a, a so priest powerful. friend of mine who just passed away a couple years ago, Father, or a couple months ago now, Father Dan Jones, who uh, was just really beloved here in the Archdiocese of Detroit. So he and I were in seminary together. He was a little bit older than I was. But he, he very early on in seminary, when we got over to Rome, got connected with the missionaries of charity and became dear friends with them and with Mother. He, he traveled, I, man, the guy spent tons of time all around the world doing retreats for the, for the MCs. What a grace. And uh, he told the story, and I, I may be wrong on some of the details as to whether or not he was there or whether he heard it from somebody who was there, but I think it was him. But he told the story of being with Mother 
visiting a hospital and she walked into a hospital room and there were two brothers in the hospital room and she just kind of like walked in as only mother can, right? Cause she had this like, she had this gentle touch and then she'd slap you across the face um, in love, of course. And so she walks in, she stands at the foot of the bed. She points to the one of the brothers. She goes, you take Russia. And then she looks at the other one. She goes, and you take China. And then she prayed and she left. Well, that's, that's what we're talking about it's right now. Like, moment, so right? If, if, you're in, if you're in pain right now, if you're suffering right now, don't waste this. Say, Lord, I unite this to your cross for these people. My mom, you know, who was in agony for most of my life, she just used to keep legal pads, you know this, mm-hmm. of all the names that she would suffer for. She'd just write them down and she would, you know, just read names some days. Like that's all she could do for her prayer was read names because the pain was so intense. And just say, Lord, you know, like, you know, I don't want this, but I know you've healed me before. And so you could heal me again. And for whatever reason, you've given me, quote unquote, the gift, which is like not a romantic gift of sharing in your passion right now. So I do this for them, you know. Uh, So if you're unintentionally suffering right now, please join this to the cross for the situation in Ukraine and Russia. But for all of us in Lent, right, we're, we're, we're taking on voluntarily when we do penances, whether yeah. we're fasting or whatever else, that too is a suffering, isn't it? It is a suffering. It, it, but, but I think what we're talking about here is like being very, very intentional about um, why we're doing what we're doing and yeah. who we're doing it for. You know, we often talk about, you know, the, the, the weightiness, the mightiness that is prayer and fasting coming together mm. for a particular pers- uh, purpose. But if we go into this Lent with intentionality, this could be one of the mightiest Lents that we've ever experienced yeah, in amen. a long, long time. Amen. And again, like that interview with Al and Peggy about how prayer changed the results of so many things. Um, who knows what God will do with what it is that we give him. However this is a meager prayer is, campaign, right? kind of like the I, I, prayer campaign we just read about, you know, when Dunkirk, you know, when uh, in World War II, there was a prayer campaign right. behind the success of that mission. To rescue hunt, almost half a million soldiers, right? And they brought uh, somebody 380,000 yep. soldiers back. It looked, it looked like it was impossible. That's right. But God, God is known to do the impossible. Right. We Amen. saw the, you know, many of us have seen the movie on Dunkirk or whatnot. Somehow that escaped attention in the movie that there was a prayer campaign. That's to right. Actually rescue I just read people. that a couple of weeks ago. You know, this I is was it, stunned. It, this is not by military might that things happen. That's right. It's, this is spiritual battle. That's right. We are joining. We're like the air cover, that artillery cover uh, for all of our brothers and right. sisters over in Europe. Who so are, what can we do? We can pray. In agonizing prayer on behalf of those right. uh, who are suffering right now, we can f- we can we can suffer whether it's voluntarily or involuntarily. We can unite what we're going through or what we're going to take on in Lent for the sake of those who are hurting. Um, and third, you know, I was struck. Uh, a friend of mine reached out to me the other day. His son's a a member of the armed forces, and um, he's in Kiev right now. I always want to call it Kiev. Uh, he's in Kiev right now, and he sent me a picture there, and I, I had no idea that St. Michael the Archangel is the patron of the Ukraine. So there's a monastery that was built in the uh, 12th century, which was dedicated to St. Michael. Uh, it was destroyed by the Soviets in the 30s because it had, quote unquote, no um, historical value. <laughs> Don't you love that? It was rebuilt after the uh, fall of communism. And so there's this extraordinary golden dome monastery of St. Michael. Beautiful. This is a time to ask for the intercession of St. Michael. The mighty uh, warrior. A- absolutely. So that hearts would be changed. 
conversions would happen and further battles would be um, warded off, right? Yeah, avoided. Uh, the Lord really laid on my heart Psalm 46 as the psalm that he is inviting me to pray with mm-hmm. this year in 2022. Mm-hmm. And um, I couldn't help but think of Psalm 46 in the midst of what we're going through right now. And um, in the Psalm he writes, the Psalmist writes, he makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear and he burns the shields with fire. And he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And I was praying when I first started to pray with the Psalm uh, uh, last month, I was taken by the fact that it's, uh, he says, I will, I will, I will. These are the promises of God. And maybe we just lay claim to the promises that God is faithful to. And maybe we just pray that Psalm. Yeah, I love that. This Lent. You know, it's reminding me, I don't remember if it was Stalin or if it was Khrushchev or if it was uh, one of the other leaders of the Soviet Union uh, from decades past who once, you know, kind of mockingly said, how many armies has the Pope? Hmm. And the answer is far more than you can imagine. Possibly imagine. But we fight with very different weapons. We fight with prayer, we fight with fasting, we fight with suffering, we fight with confidence, we fight with the communion of saints. And our desire is not to win the war or win a war the way the world thinks of it. The desire is to win hearts. Win people. Amen. Amen. So this has been a sober conversation, but um, I I pray it will uh, be a helpful way for us to enter into this season which the Lord has given to us and at a timely uh, a timely fashion right now for all that's happening in the world at large. So let's, let's not waste these days. Let's let's good grief. Let's not let this be a, a sheer exercise in self-discipline or willpower. This is about um, using uh, these days well uh, to grow in solidarity uh, with those who are hurting and to exercise the common priesthood which the Lord has given to us. Amen, Father John. And Jesus is Lord and he's sovereign even now and he holds the world in his hands even now and he's ministering to people in Ukraine even now and he's pouring out his grace on people in Russia even now whether we see it or not and because this is true do not be afraid God is with you and you were born for this. 